live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon. Welcome back. Well, I didn't realize this. UNLV was ranked 169 in Ken Palm. Iowa State 178. Well, it's an improvement. I got to give them that. Look at me, Mr. Brightside over here. Indeed. I think it's about to get a little cloudy in here. David Kaplan, I watched his recap last night. He was fired up, to say the very least. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors our friend David Kaplan. He joins us uh, weekly right here at this time. Uh, and we're grateful to Centurion Stone of Iowa for making that possible. Cap Trent and Ken, let's start with the football news. Does it make it any easier to know that Ryan Pace apparently did everything he possibly could without landing the deal? Three ones, two starters, and a third-round pick apparently was on the table. They met in Fargo, they being Schneider, the Seahawks GM, uh, and Ryan Pace, the Bears GM. They tried to work it out. They couldn't get it done. Does that make it any easier to swallow? Absolutely not. I mean, I'm just being honest with you. And Good morning to you guys and your great listeners. No, it does not make it any easier for this very reason. Bill Lazor was their offensive coordinator last season, was he not? Mm-hmm. Okay, Bill Lazor came from Cincinnati where he coached Andy Dalton. I'm just laying out the facts as I see them. So last spring, before they traded for Nick Foles, they entertained thoughts of trading for Andy Dalton. The contract was too onerous, and they decided no. Well, then it became apparent Andy Dalton's going to get released. Just be patient. You can get Andy Dalton. Now, I can guarantee you they may be dumb as a box of rocks at times up at Hallis Hall, but they're smart enough to know, well, that guy was his offensive coordinator. Let's get him in the room. And they sit down in the conference room, and they go, all right, Bill, we can get Andy Dalton on a really small deal. He got $3 million to go to Dallas. We can get him for whatever the number would have been, $3, 4000000 million, $5 million. We don't have to give up anything to get him. You coached him. What do you think we should do? Trade for Nick Foles is the answer. <laughs> yeah. And so give up give a fourth. Up a fourth round pick, and they guarantee Nick Foles $24 million. Dallas, several weeks later, signs Andy Dalton to a one-year $3 million deal. Now, Nick Foles stinks. He is nothing more than a middle reliever. Now let's fast forward a year. Andy Dalton, $13 million including incentives, 10 guaranteed. Andy Dalton, the guy who the OC that had him, obviously told you, that's not the answer. A year later, after a serious concussion and a mass season, that's the answer. So I don't care if Ryan told them I will personally carry the Sears Tower and the Hancock in my arms and walk them to Seattle. I don't care what he offered. Andy Dalton, 
when a year ago you could have had him for three, four, five million, no draft pick compensation. You didn't want him, and now that's the answer. That's a desperate move by a desperate group. What does Ryan Pace going in now to the draft? Because ultimately that's what it looks like this is going to be. After what we saw in his choice of Mitchell Trubisky, should there be any hope that he's going to make the right choice, be it in the first round, moving up, moving down, whatever it is? Is there any hope that this guy can find the right quarterback? Uh, The only hope is that the collaboration, their word, not mine, between Matt Ryan and the coaching staff and the uh, scouting department, as you look at all of that, you would hope for a better result than Ryan not being able to even trust John Fox, Dow Loggins, to give them input to him when he drafted Mitchell Trubisky. That's the big problem that I have. So I hope having Matt there will give them a better analysis. Beyond that, I don't know if I believe in it. Hmm. Cap, we do know that uh, kind of a, a move yesterday that flew under the radar with everything that was happening. Tyrod Taylor signing with Houston and getting, I think he was, he might have even got more money than Andy Dalton did. I think it was 12 point. Right. And a half million. And Deshaun Watson, John McClain, who's covered the NFL, Cap, you might know him. He's covered it for 50 years. And I don't think I'm exaggerating. Might be 48, so maybe I'm a little bit. But my point being, he's one of the deans of covering the NFL. He's convinced. Watson is out of there. Now that Houston knows that the Bears were willing to give up the bounty that they were for Russell Wilson, might the Bears re-engage with uh, with Houston on Deshaun Watson, who looks like he will not be with Houston uh, much longer? I mean, look, I'm not going to question John. I like John. I've interviewed John. He's a good dude. But let me ask you a question. If Deshaun Watson is truly available, then you'd have a a billion teams all trying to line up to get him. Uh, If that is where that Houston team is at, they've got to protect themselves that he sits out. So they went, oh, we got cap space. Sign Tyrod Taylor. These guys are going off the board. But I think he's coming in as the clear backup. Mm -hmm. I'm not convinced they're trading Deshaun Watson. I'm not. He's Again, if he gets moved, the Bears better be in the front of the line going, take whatever you want, and we'll take Deshaun. I'm not convinced it's going to happen. They had to protect themselves. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick got $10 million. Right. Andy Dalton got $10 million. So as these guys go off the boards, the Texans are saying, okay, if our guy sits out, who's playing quarterback for us? Sign Tyrod Taylor. He's coming in. We're going to pay him to be the star- give him starter money. But he's understanding if Deshaun's here, you're not playing. Talk with David Kaplan right now. It's presented by Centurion Stone of Iowa. Well, Cap, uh, that one raised my blood pressure enough. Let's try to move on to some more uh, more fun things. And let's go to the bracket. You're a huge college basketball guy. You coached the game. And you've told us all season long just how good this Loyola team until we saw them against Drake and you and I. And we saw firsthand how good the Ramblers are. How disappointing it was for you and, and maybe Chicago as a whole to see what it appears in the round of 32. Illinois against Loyola, if they get by Georgia Tech there, seeing that matchup that early certainly feels like it had to be a disappointment to many over there. Uh, 
I have no problem with it. I tweeted as soon as I saw that bracket reveal for that region. I love that they're going to play whenever it is. I think people in Chicago, if we get round two next week, is that would be what, Monday or Sunday? We get Loyola and Illinois. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Sign me up, whether it's round of 32, whether it's final full, whenever it is. We're going to get those two. I think it's awesome, so I have no problem with it. I do think the committee made a grave error in giving an eight seed to Loyola. If you go back and look at the net rating, and that is what the NCAA has said they are using as the number one tool in evaluating teams. Go back and look where the top eight in net rating were listed. Illinois, number one seed. Michigan, number one seed. Baylor, number one seed. Gonzaga, number one seed. Ohio State, a two seed. Guess who the number nine team was in net rating? Well, I'm, I'm going to guess Loyola now, but I wouldn't have. That's Loyola. They're yeah. number nine in mm. net rating. So the first eight are all among the top three levels of the seed line, and number nine gets an eight seed? I thought that was absolutely ludicrous. Hmm. Why does Porter Moser continue to stay there, Cap? He's had to have opportunities. Uh, Iowa State, they're going to hire T.J. Otzelberger. I see Moser's name is associated with the Gophers, uh, whether that happens or not. Is he just one of those guys that, I mean, he's he happy at Loyola, um, or do you see him moving on? What do you know about him? So I, I recruited Porter when I was at the end of my coaching days at Northern Illinois. I uh, went to Lyle Bennett Academy, Lyle, Illinois, which is over near Naperville, Aurora, that area, and saw this kid, and I'm like, that guy's a glue guy you can win with, man. He's not a pro, but we had really good players. We had Kenny Battle, and Rodney Davis is in our school hall of fame at point guard. We had a great shooter, and Randy Norman. I'm like, we get a guy like that? And then our head coach got fired, and that, that plan was moot, and he ended up at Creighton and ended up in the NCAA tournament and then got into coaching. And he was exactly the guy that I thought he was, understands defense, all of it. He stays at Loyola, one, because he's making like $900,000 a year. So the jobs that come open more often than not, like Minnesota is going to probably offer double that. Okay, and in four years when you get fired, where are you? Like my – Pat Fitzgerald, I love that guy. He gave me and my late father credit in a recent article. They asked him, you had several NFL teams reach out. Why do you stay at Northwestern? And his response was, my friend David Kaplan's late father once said, don't ever run from happy. Don't mess with happy. Just because you wake up at Loyola and everyone goes, well, you should jump now and take that job. Really? You got a beautiful home you just bought. Your kids are happy in school. You're going to the tournament again. You make a damn good living. That's why he stays. Now, if the right job opened, like if DePaul came to him and said, you're at 900, we'll give you 2 million. You don't have to move. Your kids don't have to change schools. And guess what? We'll give you a seven year deal to try and turn this thing around. I think he's all in. He'd do it. If Arizona fires Sean Miller, and they came to him and said, hey, we want you to rebuild Arizona. I think he'd do it. If Indiana came to him, I think he'd do it. But 
Minnesota, Iowa State, no disrespect to the people that are listening, that's not Porter. I Is it all about getting paid, or is it about waking up with a quality of life that he's got at Loyola where they're going to name the court for him someday? He's gone to multiple tournaments. He's gone to a Final Four, and he's an awesome dude. So that's why he stays. Speaking of DePaul, we continually hear sleeping giant. If they just get the right guy. Well, we've been hearing that, I don't know, for a couple of decades now. And outside of Pat Kennedy, maybe uh, bending some rules to get some guys there in the early 2000s, it hasn't been a very good job. Do you still believe DePaul, that could be a, a okay job, can be a great job in today's college basketball? What's a great job, Trent? Uh, perennial top 20 team and every three, four years, you're playing in an Elite Eight. So that would take a lot of work. You're talking about a team that went when Dave Lado was, what, 21 and 88 in the league mm-hmm. in his second iteration there. Um, I think you can win there. I'm not telling you you can win the national title in the near future. I'm not. Mm-hmm. But I do think the fact that they changed their athletic administration to a guy who's coming in from the University of Kentucky – they understand how they do business has to change. Here's an example. When Bobby Hurley went in an interview before he took Arizona State, he made it clear, I'll take DePaul. I will absolutely take that job. What do you need, Bobby, besides money? I need a practice facility. No, we're not doing that. (laughs) Well, the one that you have now, I need to know that my guys have 24-hour access so they can go in and lift after class, or at night they want to hoop. That's what happens at all these major programs. Those guys all have a key card or a a code they punch in, and if they want to go play pickup ball at 10 o'clock on a Wednesday night, that's how you get better. And they told every candidate, that's not how we operate. You get the gym from 2 till 5, the girls get it from 5 till 7.30, the volleyball team has it before you. Then you're not serious about winning. That's great that you want to treat all the programs the same and everybody gets their two and a half, three hours. That, that's just not reality in high-level Division One basketball. Fran McCaffrey, who I adore, Fran McCaffrey has his own practice facility. They charter every flight. Like, everything is first class. And if you're not going to play by the same rules that Villanova or Georgetown, or Iowa, or Illinois have, then what are we doing here? We're whizzing in the wind, and we got no chance of being successful. Couple of base, couple of baseball ones, Cap, before we get your pick to win the Natty, and we'll let you go, and we'll obviously see you on your Twitter feed, as I'm sure you'll be doing some work for points, Beth, uh, here at the, the Cap Man on Twitter. Why is David Ross not, at least he had, hadn't as of this morning, I don't think, named uh, his opening day starter? I think everybody's assumed it's going to be Kyle Hendricks. Why is he waiting? I don't know why he's waiting, but it is Kyle Hendricks. You can book that one, put it in pen, write it in the Sharpie, as Seth Davis says. That's a non-starter. He is the opening day starter. White Sox. Uh, La Russa, spring training here. I haven't followed the day-to-day nuance that I'm sure you have, Cappy, but everything that I've seen, read, seems like the old guys getting along with the young guys. Yeah, I've everybody I've talked to, I haven't been in Arizona, but Everybody I've talked to, players or media that are out there or friends in the organization, they said exactly what Albert Pujols told Jose Abreu. And I related 
that conversation mm-hmm. to you guys. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Albert Pujols called out Jose Abreu and said, dude, you're going to adore playing for this guy. He will let you be yourself. He's bilingual. He All he asks is that you play a winning brand of baseball, period. That, nothing else matters. And those guys are all finding out, wow, there's a reason he's the second or third winningest manager of all time. The people that, you know, didn't like to hire, they don't know Tony. Tony's really good. Cap, is there a buzz person, a buzz player on either the Cubs and the White Sox that's maybe not come out of nowhere, but certainly seems to uh, have uh, made some changes in either their swing or in uh, in a pitch or something? Is there a buzz player on the Cubs or the White Sox so far in spring training? Yeah, Jock Peterson for the Cubs. Mm. He's been nothing short of outstanding, and he took less money. He was telling the media the other day. I had significantly more money offered to me by other teams. And the Cubs were the only team that said, we'll let you play every day, basically. Michael Co- Lefty, righty, there you go. Kopech starting in the bullpen, is that what it sounds like? And uh, looks like his uh, stuff, no surprise, it's been really good coming back from Tommy John. Yep, that was the guy I was going to give you for the White Sox, yeah. Michael Kopech. They're going to have him on a very close uh, innings and pitch count. He hasn't thrown a pitch in the major leagues. August will be three Jeez. years. Wow. Three years. He sat out all last season. You can't just go, here's the ball, go get him, big guy, and we're going to sit you 210 innings. You'll blow him out again, and you'll basically ruin his career. So they're going to be very cautious with him, but he's had a sensational spring. Who's cutting down the nets, Cappy? I-L-L. I-N-I. Take that Iowa fan, <laughs> gross. <laughs> Good stuff. Will you put some stuff on your Twitter feed cap for points bet here in the next couple of days? Oh, hundred percent. I've been. I put a couple contests up. They asked me to, and yes, I will have the picks up there tomorrow. I like Colgate plus ten. Um, I'm looking at a few other things, totals, but yeah, I like the over in the Colgate game as well. Good stuff, Capper. We'll talk to you a week from today. Appreciate you coming on. Have a great day, boys. Indeed, my friend. Enjoy the first of uh, four days of the turn. We'll talk to you in a week. Thank you, David Kaplan from Chicago, ESPN 1000 and NBC Sports Chicago. You like Colgate? Late I do. In the t- late that, in the 10? That's, uh, that's one that I've had circled. Uh, I handed you our sheet. We'll be doing our television show today. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, there well, is let me a, look. There's a prop that I'm going to, and in fact, I bet on it when I saw it right away. At DraftKings right now, they have these fun bets. You can bet, will a 12 seed win a game? Will a 13? I got to a 14. Will a 14 seed win a game? Yes, minus 118. No, minus 106. I bet the no. And then I thought about it. I said, would it make more sense to actually parlay the four number three seeds on a money line parlay? Guess what that pays out? How much? Minus 101. So it's basically the same price. You just don't have to put together the parlay to do it. In fact, it's a little better price if you do make the parlay yourself. But I thought that was fun, betting. Mm -hmm. And you get all four of the 12 seeds. You get all four of the 15s. You get them all and a chance to go out there and make a big one. I remember when Virginia lost to UMBC three years back. So did they. But then they righted that wrong the next year. And some of those stories of people that had those tickets. Uh There was a, a young guy out there. I think he was just out of college with a big group of buddies. He put 100 bucks on UMBC on the money line. And just watching the end of that game and knowing that this guy fresh out of college had turned $100 into, because I think they're like 22 to 1, something like that mm. on the money line. And all of a sudden, 
Now, those weekends look a whole lot better when you hit one of those. Will there be a buzzer beater in the tournament? Oh, no, will the it's what one and a half buzzer beaters in yes, the tournament? Yes, that is for the tournament, and then in the first round, the round is sixty four. The over under is a half. So will if, there, there if there's one, you cash. You cash. Got to lay minus one ninety though for that one. Couldn't have this game. Couldn't have that prop if there was the Elam ending in play. Uh, I know you hate. Thank that. God they don't. Uh, John Bowenkamp coming up next. Uh, the Hawkeyes have met the media via Zoom. Uh, John will join us when we come back on Miller and Condon as we take you until noon on a busy, busy Wednesday. Fourteen sixty KXNO and one hundred six one for podcasting. Global Direct Mail and Marketing is a local design and print shop that'll help you from start to finish. From design to printing and mailing it for you. From wedding invitations to birth announcements. And it's time to be thinking about those graduation announcements. No matter how big or small your project is, Global will work with you from creating a custom design to getting your project inserted into the mail. Global can design, print, and deliver. And Global can help your business grow with custom mailers designed to help you bring new customers through your doors. Located on 121st Street in Urbandale or call Craig at 515-282-3000. It's Global Direct Mail and Marketing. KXNO. March's biggest tournament is finally here. We don't know who will be cutting down the nets in the end, but we do know there'll be no shortage of madness. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $4 on an underdog. Win $256 if they win. It's that simple. Turning 4 bucks into $256 is 64 to 1 odds. There's no better way to put your college basketball Basketball knowledge to the test and to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on golf, hockey, and so much more. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code KXNO when you sign up to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Iowa only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sports book for details. Gambitions and exclusions apply. Hi, welcome back, Miller and Condon. One of a lot of Cyclone fans are playing this song this morning. It's got to be a misunderstanding. TJ? Nine-minute video to throw everybody off. Move them off the scent. Indeed. Working hard. John Bowenkamp covers the Hawkeyes. Uh, we will bring him on right now. Let's talk about the Hawks as they get set to, well, they're there, as we know. They never left Indianapolis. Uh, John Bowenkamp, first question for you. How much are the condos? 150K. <laughs> Boy, I knew you'd get it. Condos. <laughs> 150k. 150K. <laughs> I love that spot. I really do. I'm trying to figure out which commercial we're all going to be sick of by Saturday. Because I think there's going to be a couple. And yeah. I, I think you saw that during championship. So, uh, but uh, <laughs> I think that's a pretty good campaign, that that, that guy with the sign oh. and then his buddy and his dad. That's a pretty good campaign. Oh, well, it's inspired. It's, it's, it's good stuff. I mean, some of those are really well done and 
and the way they kind of keep playing out a story arc, I think is is what I think. I think people really appreciate that and enjoy it. I'm, and it makes sure they don't get old. Either. No, I'm with you. I, I think Condon must get up and go to the fridge every time there's a break because he looks. Well, I have children said, running around. Condos? What yeah, are you I have no, about? I have no idea. You guys and your commercials. I got kids screaming in the background. I, I have no time for those commercials. I don't know what, what they're I talking about. Is, what I love is I can just quote a line from one of them, and yeah. people can figure out what I'm Absolutely. talking about. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Yeah. Well, Wise Owl, we bring you in to look at this Iowa team and the Great Canyon matchup. Let, let's start right there. A couple of big guys. I watched them in the WAC championship game, watched a little bit of a couple of their other games on ESPN Plus over the weekend on Sunday night. I, I wasn't impressed. This is not a very good team. I know Hawkeye fans have... A lot of the thoughts of Northwestern State here, I just don't yeah. see it here, John. Am I crazy? Am I am I jumping ahead already? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I just don't see this happening either. I mean, I, I think this is, I mean, it, they are who they are. And I mean, and his, and his friends at the other day, you know, they, to get there, they had to win something. So that makes them, but I just, I, I think Iowa's too good for them. And I think they're too deep for them. And I think that's going to be the biggest difference. You know, and again, they may have big guys, but but Luca Garza has seen that his entire career. Yeah. So and seen guys a lot better, and mm-hmm. still scored a lot of points. So um, I, I I think this is this is probably going to be. I don't think this is a good matchup for I for Grand Canyon. I just don't see it. Um, you know, I don't see it being a problem on Saturday. So. Where do you have, um, I mean, will we get to see the rematch of Gonzaga and Iowa, John? That would be an Elite Eight game. I think everybody here wants to see it again. Maybe be careful what you wish for because the Zags were coming off their COVID break. And, uh, you know, I thought I was going to give them a better game. Gonzaga was really good right out of the shoot. But we want to see that again. Will we get to see it again? I think it's I, I think it's possible. I mean, I think I think it. I would say probably it's better than 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 maybe some people think, but um, I, I do think we're going to see it again. I, I I just like the way that Iowa played really to close the season. And again, from from Iowa's perspective, they didn't shoot the ball well that day, you know, and and on, and they didn't play defense that day. They're better mm-hmm. Good now point. than they were that day. And and that's why I think it would be a better game. Iowa's got some traps on that side of the bracket, though, for them. And I mean, there's there's some teams there that that could give them a little bit of a trouble if they don't play well, if the defense regresses, if things like that happen. But I do think that that they've got a pretty good path to get there. I, I do too. I, I think it. Yes, you're going to have to win games, but they're not going to hand it to you. The last time right. Iowa got to the Sweet 16, that would be a pretty good Arkansas team to get there. Yeah. And Dean Oliver had to make an incredible mm. behind-the-back pass uh, to yeah. lay it in and uh, get it to Jess Settles for the dunk that put that game away. you got to beat good teams to get to a Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. That's the way that it normally works here. What does concern you, though, about this team going in? We saw what Illinois was able to do. Kofi played a level we have not seen uh, at the beginning, maybe first year and three quarters of his career he's taken it to another level what still concerns you though about this hawkeye team i think uh the cj frederick yep. injury still kind of concerns me because i mean he is such a big part of the team and and fran said you know that that he'd played well i mean he did okay on friday and wasn't nearly that nearly as good on saturday and you know fran said that you could see where he was struggling a little bit that concerns me in a situation when you're where you're playing a game day off and then another game. 
Um, that's one of the things that concerns me. And, and again, you know, it, it always kind of concerns me a little bit. I, I Again, their defense is much better right now, but things do tend to kind of regress at times, too. So I do – that does concern me a little bit. And, and I – really didn't like the way they shot in, in Lucas Oil Stadium. And, 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 I mean, and that's the place they may be playing at some point. And so, I mean, th- those are kind of the three things, I think. But, but mentally, I think they're in a good place right now. And I think that's going to be the, as big a thing as any here in the next couple of weeks with those teams staying in Indianapolis. Uh, do you read anything into Keegan Murray's last couple of games? He's been so spectacular this year, and, he, and his athleticism, it seems. You know, Trent and I talk about him seemingly after every game Iowa plays. <laughs> Didn't have his best game, uh, putting it mildly against Illinois, Wisconsin, the game before that. Um I mean, he was good defensively. Rebounds, he blocked right. a couple of shots if memory serves. But do you read anything into Keegan's last couple? Is he hitting a wall, maybe? I certainly hope not. No, because I, I, he really hasn't shown that all year. I mean, I, he has had a, you know, a couple of games here and there that weren't very good. But for the most part, he's been pretty steady, and, he's, and, and there's been an improvement, too. Um, no, I don't see a lot. I mean, this, this stage is going to be a little bit different for, for players and for players that have never been through it before. So, I mean, I think that's... That to me is where the biggest concern is that a lot of times freshmen try to do too much and and they try to you know if he can stay steady and play his game that he's been playing all year he doesn't concern me a little bit but if he gets kind of amped up and I've got to do this and I've got to do that like he did in a couple of those games where he started it was kind of like okay I'm the starter I've got to do more if he just plays his game he's okay but if he tries to do a lot more and then gets a little amped up. That's when I think some problems start. So I think that's going to be maybe a thing to watch is how he and, and some of these other freshmen handle this this time on the first stage, on the NCAA stage. I with the number two seed on the men's side. The women, they uh, have a date possibly in the round of 32 with Kentucky, and if they can get by that, it's UConn. Gino coming yeah. off there. Uh, the Iowa women, though, fun run to the Big Ten championship game. Your takeaway from that and watching Caitlin Clark, certainly worth the price of admission. Oh, yeah. And I mean, you know, for them to get the five seed, I mean, when you think about it, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, you, most of the brackets you were seeing had them as like an eight or nine. And for them to play well and then to go to Indianapolis and get to the championship game, um, I, I think says a lot about how this team has grown up a little bit from just a few weeks ago. But um, so I think Lisa Bluter has done a wonderful job with them this year. Um, Caitlin Clark is is just fun to watch. And again, she's a freshman. She's going to turn the ball over, but the, the shooting range and, and her ability to do a lot of things makes, makes this kind of a dangerous Iowa team going into the tournament. I mean, I could see them getting to the second weekend very easily, but they're going to have to defend. I mean, that's, that's been their biggest problem all year is they've had a lot of problems defensively and, and in the tournament. Those are the kind of things that can get to you. Uh, John, I want to go back to Monday. It was a, you know, in the middle of, at least for a couple hours, it was a pretty big story here locally, and that was the extension of Fran McCaffrey. And then Jamie Pollard <laughs> fired Steve Prohm, yeah. and that moved to the top of the fold, and the McCaffrey thing really didn't get the, uh, maybe the oxygen it should have. I, I think it's a great move. I do. Um, I, I love his fire. I love the fact that his players have come to his defense. No pointing out guard if that would have been McCaffrey. And I get McCaffrey's got, you know, some, uh, a history there. Uh, right. but, but there, he's absolutely right. The seemingly there was nothing that happened to guard Jawan Howard, uh, and Turgeon going at each other in the, uh, in the Big Ten tournament. That one isn't his best look. Had that have been McCaffrey, it would have been a different scenario. Oh, yeah. I love the, I love the extension, John. How did it go over in the eastern part of the state? I, I think people are pretty happy. I, I think they like. I think they've liked. And I mean, people have kind of 
rallied around him, I think. And you, you mentioned the players saying that about him. And I think the way this team has played this year, and, and people are starting to recognize that, that he did build this. I mean, he, I mean, a lot of these guys have played well this year that they didn't expect to play well. And I think he's getting a lot of credit for that. And I think he's got a lot of capital right now. And and the one thing is you never see his name come up for other jobs. And so that means somebody's not putting his name out there. So, I mean, mm. he's very happy in Iowa City. He's very happy in this program. And uh, I, I think the extension was I – think, I think it was a good move by Iowa. Speaking of good moves, they picked up a commitment. Anything at all, a big man coming in. Uh, we'll see, developmental-wise – Ray McCaffrey certainly has done very good there. Anything you've been able to unearth? What is it, Molney, I believe is his name? Yeah, I, I, I haven't really seen a lot about him, but I mean, I, I think that, you know, I, again, he develops these kind of players. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't know, you know, who knows? Think back to think back to where we were with the Murray Twins yeah. back in, in <laughs> right. November, and we didn't know. And, and, you know, so you never know what these guys are going to be like, but I would not be surprised to see a transfer portal move, okay. getting them getting somebody this year. I mean, I you know, you never know what can happen. I mean, there's going to be some roster. I mean, there's going to be a lot of this all around the country. And so, I mean, I think they're going to be looking for some help there, and, and, and I think that's going to be the short-term thing. But long-term, I think this was a good get for them because, again, the way post players have been able to be developed – here in the last couple of years in this program. John Bowenkamp, when you're filling out your brackets, you have Iowa going to the Elite Eight? Yes. Yeah, likewise. I match up against the Zags, and we certainly want to see that again. We'd ask you about your Dodgers, but man, might they get bored? Might that, might that be the one, I don't know, the, the, the one negative against this team? They're going to win so many damn games that they might get bored, and they might get bored at the wrong time. I don't know. How do you pick well, this? You know, I've been watching... I've been watching spring training games, and I'm like, can we just get to October? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, I mean, because they're, they're so loaded. I mean, it's, you know. But, um, yeah, when they were talking about the alternative side, I was like, okay, the 30 they'll be sending there could win the NL Central. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but, but, no, I mean, it's going to be fun. I, I, I'm, way, I'm ready for opening day. I want to see how this, you know, this is going to be a full season now, and it's not going to be that 60-game run, mm-hmm. which they dominate. So um, let's see let's see him dominate over 162, and then you know the postseason. So. I think the only thing you have to worry about is boredom setting in because they are just going to get one win after another. John Bonacap, oh, yeah. uh, great stuff, John. We'll talk to you a bunch uh, during baseball season and through the. Uh, well, we love having you on. We appreciate you taking our call. Thank you, John. I appreciate being on. Have a good one. You see you guys same. later. Yep, John Bonacap. Uh, joining us as we talk a little bit of Iowa, the, the McCaffrey press conference. We I don't think we talked about it. No, no, not at all. Just moved on, and there, this is that time of year. When did you become okay with him? Were you always okay? Were you always on board with, with Mc- Fran? Yes. Oh yeah. Yep. From the get go. Mm-hmm. When yes, there are things that annoy. I think anybody that's heard me, <laughs> the two fouls and you're on the bench, right? <laughs> the you're two fou- fouls, fouling out your own guy. The building of the non-conference mm-hmm. schedule. The way that he does it with his buy games, not just any buy games, but the worst of the worst. Those things, yes, very much do annoy me. But in terms of what he has meant for this program, the way he has rebuilt this program, this is back to the program Dr. Tom Davis had. And people hate hearing that. Remember what Dr. Tom inherited? A stacked roster that had nine, nine (laughs) NBA players. That is not the case coming off the Licklider era for Fran McCaffrey. You measure them. Take their first three years away. This is exactly what Iowa basketball was in the 90s, what Fran McCaffrey has brought them to. But for some people, that's not enough. And 
even a Sweet 16, and they say lose to Kansas or USC, it won't be enough for some no, people. No, I don't think so either. There, there's yeah, just the, a both, faction yeah, that cannot. Both of those schools are, are, are beatable by this, I would think. Do you, do you know where I think maybe it took, maybe I may make too much of this, but do you remember the marketing campaign that came, came with the McCaffrey signing with, with Iowa? Get mad again? It's time to get mad again. You think people still remember I, that 11 I years do. later? I do. I, no. Well, maybe not like they weren't. Because it, it did not go over well. Do you remember that? And then he was getting kicked out of games. Yes. And... There's some people that have a problem with that. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't either. That's no. that's his fire. I think that he could be better. I'm glad he didn't try to fight Turgeon. Right. Like with officials. I think. Well, you know what I like about him? I mean, one minute he, he just his face is red, blah, blah, blah. And the next minute he's having a laugh. Oh, yeah. And he calms down. Yeah. But I think that's a problem with some officials, too. Where... Tom Izzo is pleading and crying and whining yeah. all game long, and it just is incessant. Unless you're a Spartan fan. Right. But that's what he does. That's his style. That was Bo Ryan's style. It is from the opening tip mm-hmm. until the last buzzer, they are on him. That's not Fran. But he goes from 0 to 100 like yeah. that, and that can get a T very quickly, yeah. too. That's that's the problem there. You know what else, Trent, moves him up in a lot of people's books? Certainly catch my attention. Uh, f- fans of other Big Ten teams can't stand him. Mm-hmm. That's good. You like that I like Izzo. Yeah, right. Right? Like Bo Ryan. Well, I was uh, looking at the calendar, as you mentioned, St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. We're less than a month away from tax season. Oh, my gosh. April 15th. Less than a month now. Yeah. It always... Where are we going to go? Well, we're going to go see our friend Mike Hammond at Vision Financial mm-hmm. over at 22nd Street in West Des Moines. Every single year. I'm going to get it done early. Yeah, I'm going to get way. my stuff to Mike. He's going to get it. We're going to get, there's a return. So be it. If not, mm-hmm. we'll extend and we'll pay a little bit later. Mike does all that for Ken and myself every year. I'm already behind the eight ball. Yeah. He follows it for whatever reason. I just can't. April 15th, Mike, can you fi- uh, request a delay or what is that what you call him, right? Yeah, an extension. Extension. That's yes. it. Can yeah. I get another extension this year? Sure. Uh, give that address, the phone number, give the particulars one more time because you're right, April 15th is coming up. And Mike's more than that, of course, Mike and Jerry Hammond over there, um, financial planner, those type of things, retirement, he's helping me with that. Um, and if he can figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> 1776, 22nd Street, West Des Moines, just take off 235, that exit, just right up the street there. It is on 22nd Street, Vision Financial Services, or you can give them a call. Four four zero eleven thirty three. That's Vision Financial Services and Mike and Jerry Hammond. We will take a time out. Come back. Finish up a Wednesday. Miller and Condon fourteen sixty KX and oh one. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred. Bets off. Trent Condon here again for the Urology Center of Iowa. Well, the big bracket is here, but that doesn't mean you can't find sports on TV to watch after your vasectomy. We got baseball's opening day right around the corner. How about if you're a golf fan? That beautiful tournament in Augusta and the Urology Center of Iowa is taking appointments right now for vasectomies. Give them a call 515-400-3550 or schedule online at iowauro.com Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa Supply Washer Systems of Iowa Blasting grime and saving you time At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American-made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa features Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or you can find them online at washersystems.com. 
right, Miller and Condon, final couple of minutes. My apologies to our friends at Centurion Stone of Iowa who sponsored David Kaplan. And mistakenly, I forgot to tell you about Centurion Stone of Iowa. So one more commercial before we get back to the final couple of minutes of the program. Uh, but uh, we're grateful to them. They sponsor Cappy, who joins us every week. If you missed it, he was, well, fired up about Andy Dalton here this morning. The podcast will be up at Centurion Stone of Iowa. If you're in the market for stone veneer, they've got a huge selection, over 200 different uh, pattern and color combinations. You want to work, do some work on the outside of the house, maybe a rec room, up in the family room. you got that fireplace. doesn't look maybe as like it could. Uh, Centurion Stone of Iowa. Check them out online, centurionstoneofiowa.com. Visit them in the showroom. You'll be glad you did. 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. Grateful to them uh, and to David Kaplan, who mentioned today that Jock Peterson is lighting it up at Cubs camp. And Michael Kopech, likewise, with the White Sox. Who are still the favorites to beat your twins? They are a pretty significant difference there. I fired at my twins to win the division at plus one seventy five. Mm-hmm. Feel good about that. Think it's good money. I haven't dabbled at all yet on the uh, futures for baseball. baseball. I will. Yes, yeah, so you love your futures. I, it's the way I like to play. Mm-hmm. You get a, you get your whole season as opposed to one night. Well, and you you got to type your money though. That's the, yes. that's the one part about but it. But you jumped aboard Gonzaga at six to one before the mm-hmm. year, basically. Was it even before the season? Yeah, it maybe was, a weekend. Yeah, it was it was pretty early. Yeah, and now everybody it was would Thanksgiving, love yeah. to have a six to one ticket. Because what are they now? Plus two hundred. Yeah, and there's some places even less than that. I are saw they? to win the West of it, uh, region, they were like minus two twenty five, two thirty at some mm. spots. I found it a minus two hundred. But if you like them, bet them now because it's just yeah. the numbers just going to go get down. tighter Absolutely. and tighter and tighter. I got a number tonight. Oh, oh there's NIT action. Finally. I have been shaking. I bet hockey last night. And Did I not go- you down the wrong path. I thought I can't believe Detroit won. We added an extra game in there. I told uh, you the first two. We should have just know. stuck it too. I thought the I thought Carolina was a cinch. Anyways, this is not a troll of Drake fans. I'm taking Western Kentucky. Tonight. Are you? Give me the Hill St. Mary's. Given two, getting two and a half against St. Mary's. That is my pick of the evening. Western Kentucky. Watch them a little bit in the Conference USA tournament. A few minutes here and there, and. Pretty good team. I, I like Western Kentucky, so jumping aboard there. Drake line is still two tomorrow? No, they are now, that has gone to them becoming the favorite what is in switched? that game. They are wow. now minus one, pretty much consensus everywhere I looked this morning. I looked at about, I want to say it was 8.30 or so. Does that have anything to do with Hemphill? I think that's a part of it, absolutely. Uh-huh. Wow. And I was 15, 15 and a half? 14 and a half is where that number has uh, has been hovering now over the last 24 hours or so. Well, it'll be here tomorrow. We're getting there. Indeed we are. Uh, Murph and Andy will be here in an hour. And then the Fanatics from 3 until 6. Hawk Central tonight, I'm assuming, comes your way at 6 o'clock. And then tomorrow morning, the Morning Rush, Des Moines' number one rated morning show. There at 6 a.m. 1460 KXNO.